Hey, loudest podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. Hi, my name's Ronta, and I'm here to say hi, Stereos. How are you? Hi, how you doing? Oh my God, Stereos, Stereos. So we're not married yet, but if in the mar- future we get married and we decide to have a kid, and I'm in labor, and you're, and I see the Nintendo Switch appear at any point, we're getting a divorce. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Labor's long. They're like, sometimes labor takes like 30 hours. I got to grind for XP while you're grinding out that baby. I saw on Reddit, some dude was like, my wife can complain all she wants, but labor takes like 12 hours. There's going to be some downtime. So I got to bring my Switch. No, no Switch, no Hearthstone. I see shit. I see you doing shit except getting me food and apologizing. <laughs> I don't want to see it. You're getting a divorce. Now, the fact that this has come up at all on reddit.com slash whatever the hell. Wait, wait what's up Reddit were you reading? It was definitely r slash gaming or something. Okay. The fact that this has come up in this person's relationship means that the wife, because the guy's not bringing this up. The wife walks into the room and goes, you can't bring the switch to the hospital. <laughs> Because she knows that's a possibility. That's terrifying. Although, the moment you said I couldn't bring my Switch, I started to think of like, what if I'm out like in the room with the snacks in it, you know? In the waiting room. Do they have those for delivering babies? Do they have snack tables? Not snack tables, but there are vending machines. Because like when you're in the hospital, you stress eat. And they jack up the prices on those. Like $3 per pack of four Oreos. Three dollars. Hey, I listen. You play the switch when I die. I don't care. Play the switch when I starve myself to death. Don't care. If I give myself extreme diarrhea and I'm dying and I'm on a ventilator, just play the switch. I don't give a fuck. But not when I'm having a kid. Those nature's honey granola bars that like crumble to dust in your hand. The ones in the in the green wrapper. Yeah, I don't think those are food. Three dollars <laughs> for that? That's a whole. You can get a whole box of them. It, those were like eating wooden razor blades. Yeah. Do you remember eating those? My mom yeah. used to force me to eat those as a kid because I don't know. So the the advertising got its tentacles in her brain. Was like, no, this is totally healthy because it tastes bad. It had the word nature in it, and the wrapper was green. Even though it had more calories than a Snickers bar, probably more sugar. And man, let me tell you, if you did, if this was uh, before your time, you were lucky because you would bite into these things. I don't even know if they still make them, and they would shatter. They're only in hospitals. They would shatter like glass. It's Bites. like a pipe bomb of of not deliciousness. And the shards of it because it's coated in something that makes it like a granola bar, like tough, like not a chewy granola no, bar, no, no. hard ass granola bar. It shatters. It's the worst granola bar. <laughs> and then. The shards of oats stick in your mouth. Those were the shit. I cannot believe they that had such like a strong arm on our culture for a hot second because I could go to anybody my age and be like, hey, do you remember those terrible Nature Valley granola bars? And uh, I would bet eight out of 10 people would be like, yeah, uh those were awful. I remember it it was like I woke up from the Matrix. It was like all of a sudden I realized that like reality around me was a lie. We're not like, I looked at the best of the nutrition label and I dropped a mug in my hand at the bottom of it said nature's valley I was so shocked with how much sugar was in those but I'm gonna need that sugar I'm gonna be stressed because I want to be like tick tock where's this baby because I want to go because I want to 
cut the umbilical cord. Well, Wait, they, do they ever? I'm sorry. Do they ever let the mom cut the umbilical cord? I don't know. I don't think you want to. I don't think they even let you see what's going on down there yeah, until really? like the job's done. Yeah, haven't you ever seen those things? Like this pregnant lady and this big curtain <gasps> separating. Uh, like horse blinders. Yeah, huh, like what? horse blinders. <laughs> I don't know if they still do that. I've seen videos of women like giving birth in bathtubs, and then the kid like shoots out. And then it floats, and then they pick it up. So I guess if you really wanted to, you could give birth in a bathtub and do that. You know who knows how to do that? Who? My sister-in-law. My sister-in-law trained to be one of those ladies, listeners, where you pay them $25,000. Like, you're a rich New York woman on the Upper East Side. You find my sister-in-law. You cut her a check for $25,000. She will bring over the tub. The goo, the painkillers, the everything. She's like a one-woman delivery system. And then, here's the thing. Prego lady, get in the tub. Baby, don't come flying out into a world it doesn't understand and hates. Baby swims out on its own. Baby don't need to get pushed. Baby slowly explore the world. I know what you're thinking, listeners. Don't baby drown? No. Because umbilical cord act like scuba tube for baby. <laughs> you know, you explain this to the listeners. Uh, no, I think you did a pretty good job of doing that, Chief. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah, what happens with the placenta? Yeah, that floats around, too. It floats around, too. It's like the world's worst rubber ducky, the placenta. It's, oh, Jesus, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Yep, no, fuck that. If I ever have a kid, knock me out. Do all the drugs. No, I don't want no natural shit. I want to wake up with the kids five. Then I can play Nintendo Switch. No, you also cannot play Nintendo but Switch. But you've been knocked out. You've been epiduraled. I'll wake up at the moment I hear the thing, uh... Be like the sound, you know how the GameCube used to go. Does the Switch have one of those, like a startup sound? Yeah, I think it does. I never had a GameCube, well, so I'll I don't be, know that. I'll but I agree like, that there's going to be a sound. I'll be in a deep coma, and then I'll hear that. My eyes will fly open. And I'll, like they'll be like, we don't know. We're not getting any brainwaves out of my eyes. Will fly open, and I'll immediately start beating your ass. There's another problem we're gonna have to think about here. What's that? Now, listeners, you know. You're not allowed to have drugs around me. You're not allowed to have drugs around me. I'll find them. I'll take them. I might boof a hit off that epidural. <laughs> Just like one quick boof. Like these nurses are busy. Today's nurses, <laughs> they're doing the work of doctors, today's nurses. Especially in these unprecedented times. In our new normal? Yeah, exactly. I saw a photo. I saw a photograph of a nurse. Walking down the hallway, just a regular hospital hallway. On her left, the Incredible Hulk. On her right, Superman. So it's a DC Marvel crossover. And what are they doing? They're getting their blood pressure checked? No, they're bowing respectfully to the nurse. I heard that the president of Ukraine was there too, was also the bowing to our nurses. And he was in the middle. Yeah, you, you mean the world's greatest hero? Yes. Yeah, and then... While the nurse is like going like, hey, this Zelensky guy's kind of hot. Look at him in that tight t-shirt. I'm boofing the epidural, baby. Yeah, you could have one quick boof, but that's it. What are you going to do? You're not going to be awake. Although when I take the epidural out of you, you probably will wake up. I'm going to have to be fast. You got to be real fast. Don't they, don't they put that in your spinal column or something? I might have to bring a mini-dural. That's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to plug my mini dural into your epidural. And then for every gallon of the of the juice you get, I get an ounce. So you want to swap spinal fluids? Okay, enjoy your meningitis. You got meningitis? Yes. We should not be having a baby. <laughs> we got to adopt. Enjoy your meningitis hysteria. How's Too this, late, you already got it. How's this baby going to grow up to be a, a great gamer like his papa if he's got meningitis? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be Come on. How's he going to do the thing with the Joy-Cons? They go like, I got, I got, I got, go, 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 go. Years of training, just like that guy that can swim really fast, even though he doesn't have any arms or legs. He'll be an inspiration. Yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right. He will. All right, start the show. Bring on the music. Let's go. Music. Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With us, as always, is Sarantia. Hello. Coming up later on the show, this is pretty exciting. You know, Nathfield. Nathfield? How could I forget? How could you forget Nathfield? Well, guess what? We got the guy who drawed Nathfield. <gasps> the official Nathfield artist? The official Artist behind Nathfield, the Nathfield you see on the Nathfield Instagram account, the hilarious Nathfield, I don't know if they put out any strips yet, but like the one or two pictures of Nathfield you've seen and Gabby the Angel and that pig troll, we got the guy who drawed all of them. We're interviewing him later today on the show. Can't wait. I know. Okay. So buckle up, Blister. You tune in. Quick little bits of housekeeping coming up next month is something that we've been planning for a long time. TLP Palette Swap Month. Sarantia, are you excited about this thing that I probably haven't really explained to you correctly? Uh, I know. I think I came up with the name for it. You did I? come up with the name for it, yes. Yeah, no, no. Explain it for our listeners. And I had to look up what palette swapping was. I didn't know what that was. Are you serious? I don't. I didn't know what the, no, I didn't know what that was. I just figured I was like, you know what? She said it very confidently. I bet Zoomers know what that is. I'm just going to go with it. And I was like, Mimi Ori, put the words palette swap on a thing. See, uh, you're a disgrace to gamers everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Well, Palette Swap Month is... We're doing like a host switcheroo thing. So for the month of July, Christery is going to be hosted by the DSJ gals. DSJ is going to be hosted by me and Nico and the Thought Cops. Nico made us watch a, quote, film bro movie and listen to a Weezer, quote, album. <laughs> and, uh, oh, but that, and then and then Lime and the Coconos is going to be Lime and the Ranchinos. Or sides. Have you come up with a fun name for it yet? Uh, not yet. It's going to be a fun name. Don't worry about it. I'm not putting you on the spot for it. And then we're going to do a big super finale episode of TLP at the end of July where us and the Thought Cops and Jinjo and Nico and Mimi Yori and Zwick, we all come on and we do like a big crazy super crossover episode. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, July. We got a lot of stuff happening in July. Oh, yes, a hand. Yeah, my, bir my birthday's in July too. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I'm... Do I know it? Yeah. Am I worried? It's. I think about it a lot. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. I think about it every day, actually. I want two birthdays. Can I have one birthday where I record the show on drugs <laughs> and then another birthday where I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about? I'm going to tell you straight up. If I put it to a vote, they would just say yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Woo! 
Okay. Yes. Of course. Uh, yes. You can have two birthday. <laughs> two episodes. birthdays. There's nothing I. Can, there's like nothing I can do. I have no power to stop you. Listeners, yeah, let you me, can have two birthdays. Let me fucking tell you, listeners. Every once in a while, I make an exodus to California. Like, a, what's it called? The birthright trip. Yeah. <laughs> I go every year. Josh, <laughs> Josh, getting stoned in the desert is your birthright trip. Yes, that's correct. And I don't know what it is about California weed, man, but they have it down because I've tasted weed has become since become legal in areas around us. And yeah. there are places that you can explore it, perhaps after getting on a train, but it will suck absolute balls like an entire row of dicks compared to the weed they sell in california i don't know what's up with it i don't know if there's like laws around here that says you can't sell people super weed but damn it in the california desert they can sell people super weed uh, last time i tried those gummies i was fucked up like it for the entire day but then i go to fucking jersey and i try them and they, they do nothing for me asterios they do nothing so uh, damn I, it i know i know i've heard the same thing like new jersey has these laws about like how much of the good stuff you can put in there so i think it's i think new jersey is selling like legal dirt weed but i mean the best day of my life was you had one gummy <laughs> And you, you were like, I'm going to take this one gummy before we go for a hike. And I was like, are you sure you want to do that? And you're like, yeah, of course I am. I'll be safe. And then by the time we get to, to the desert where we're, where we're going to hike, she goes, Asteris, I can't get out of the car. I'm too high. And I was like, thank God, because then we got to go to Burger King. Yes, we did. And they did frozen Cokes again. Yeah. And then we went home. We watched Netflix. That's my ideal hike. How in the is, desert. How does California, a state where it doesn't have water and then all the water goes to almonds, how do they have the most based drug and alcohol laws in the entire country? Did you know you could buy hard liquor at a Walmart okay. in California? You could walk into a Ralph's and yes. walk out with like a handle? Yes, Ralph's. I, the, the, I, I'm in my mind. That one Ralph's in Los Feliz, it just had a humongous wall of liquor. And they all had those, like, don't steal me caps on them. Yes. Like, so, you know, you had to admit you were an alcoholic. Like, you had to go to a Ralph's person and be like, hi, I'm a hardcore alcoholic. Please take the baby cap off. Yeah. Can you please take the child safety lock off of this Canadian club? And daddy needs to get fucked up and forget his screenplay sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that'll be the drugs episode. <laughs> that'll be the drugs episode. You don't need to spoil anything, but for, for listeners, for anyone who's new to the show, we have a tradition here where on Saranch's birthday, she gets to talk about stuff that I traditionally don't want to hear about, like like horrifying, like lol cows and, and like these the stalkers and like all that like true crime, deep internet shit that like I spend my life avoiding. <laughs> One episode, she gets to fill my tank with it and it fucks me up all year. Yeah. You have any idea what you want to talk about this year? Um, I think I do. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad, so I've been uh, digging through the pages of the Soup Maker Cartel. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's some weird sex lol cow shit. See, I don't. I don't know what the Soup Maker Cartel is. So, and so they they dissolved a bunch of people. Okay, so wait, wait. Save it. No, see, that's what I'm not. This is called. Oh, so I get it for free then. So yeah. you get a freebie. <laughs> Don't know. 
I don't want to hear what the suit maker cartel this is. is. No suit maker for you, huh? How about that? You hear how fast I came up with that? It's a sales I'm tactic. I'm a professional it's comedian. Door in the face. So you're supposed to hear that and be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to hear about that awful real life thing. And I'll be like, oh, here's an awful fictional thing. And then by comparison, it seems not as bad. You don't think I know about naming the first number of bodies dissolved <laughs> in soup? You can make fun of it all you want. It works. All right, but it anyway, look. It does. Last thing I want to bring. We're doing a little housekeeping, sweeping things up here. There's like Carol Burnett, the like cartoon of Carol Burnett, the upper of the Carol Burnett show. You go to patreon.com slash terrace right now for free. You vote on what sticker is going to come out this July. We've got four amazing designs for Mimi Yori. And, but here's the thing. We can only afford to print up one of them. Like, you know, usually we print up 100 stickers. That costs money. We mail them out. That costs money. So it's like, you know, so uh, so there's four designs you can choose from. You go to patreon.com slash You vote for the design you want. The other three designs, I downloaded like a special program like this Israeli spyware that will bit bleach the PSDs deleting them like not only from my hard drive but from cloud drives and then also i hired a lawyer to cease and desist anyone who may have pictures of this art for the other stickers so like if you think you saved it you put it on twitter bam cnd by spite incorporated that is how hard you will not be able to get the other three pieces of art because we can only afford to print up one okay so you get there and you vote because these other three I'm putting them in the soup tank, baby. Make the soup. Be the soup. It's soup o'clock for the art that loses. Hey, Patreon.com slash terrorist. You know, vote for what stick you want in July. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Patreon.com slash All right. All right. Look, that's enough housekeeping. Okay, now Carol Burnett tugging out my ear, which is how I say goodbye to my mom at the end of the Carol Burnett show. You know what? Speaking of big fights from trunks like Drunchard. You're watching a show that's got a lot of drunk fighting on it. Oh, my God. So I discovered this awesome... I should stop saying discovered. I happened upon this uh, amazing uh, television program from when reality TV was good, which is like, what, 2006? I mean... Whatever year The Simple Life season three aired. Yeah, that was the... King of the Kings. That was the best reality show ever made. I don't know how many seasons there were, but I feel like there were three. But that show was the tops. Nothing ever got any better. Anyway, so this show is called Airline, and I refuse to believe it's fake, first of all. Just I'm putting that out there into the ether. I refuse to believe any part of it is fake. I know Cheaters is fake. I know Pimp My Ride is fake. I refuse to believe that Airline is fake. Cheaters is not fake. Joey Greco got stabbed. He got stabbed. And throw it off into a lake. Yeah, and that's why we've never heard from Joey Greco again. <laughs> he died on that episode of Cheater. He's been arrested more times I can count. R.I.P. <laughs> All he was trying to do was protect the sanctity of people's relationships. <laughs> Joey Greco, here's what people don't understand. Much like John Walsh in America's Most Wanted, Joey Greco got cheated on too. And from then on, he decided that no other cheater would ever get away with it. He paid for it with his life. Joey Greco. The Joey Greco episodes, I think, are some of the best, like in terms of suspension of disbelief. Have you ever seen Clark Gable on Cheaters? That smug bastard ruins everything. Is his name like Clark L. Gable or something? Like, how does he get away with the fact that Clark Gable is one of the most famous actors ever? I don't know, because this guy's just like, (laughs) a smug dick. (laughs) 
Does he go like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn about you cheating with this prostitute underneath this bridge. At some point, he runs into the couple and he's just spewing so much sanct. Like, I'm watching cheaters because I want to see people fight. (laughs) Obviously. I don't fucking care about their motivation or the host commentary, but Clark Gable gets like all up in their faces and like antagonizes them in a way that I don't think is necessary. Like the other week, uh, he was. And by the other week, you mean back in 2004? Yeah, back in 2004 when Cheaters was actively being filmed. I watched an episode the other day where he runs up on uh, a woman who's cheating on her husband, and she's there with her like lover in an outdoor, like an outdoor patio area, mm-hmm. and then. He- woman is an anesthesiologist and Clark Gable gets in her face she's like hey you're a doctor aren't you as a woman's like trying to navigate away from these cameras he's like you're a doctor aren't you is that part of your Hippocratic oath to cheat on your husband he knows it's not (laughs) he knows it's not it's shit like that like he says that to you he's like really you're a teacher how would you feel if you found out your students were cheating on their boyfriends well no I think he would say how would you find how would you like it if you felt like your students were cheating on their tests? Yeah, something dumb like that. Clark Gable's too And smug. then he's like, he's like, you won't get an apple. I'm giving your fidelity to your vows an F. So why, why were you uh, checking out a little more than houses with other men? <laughs> and then he's chasing them with a microphone. <laughs> you know who's been li- working his entire life for that show, though? Peter Panky. Have you ever seen the Peter Panky episodes of Cheaters? Don't know that. I don't know these people. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Okay, well, uh, if you are interested in cheaters, look up Peter Panky episodes and tell me Clark Gable is in a smug asshole. Anyways, what was I talking about? Okay, you're talking about you're talking about airport or airline or some TV show where people punch each other in an airport or on an airline. And so, airline is a reality television show that supposedly follows like Southwest Airlines flight and crew at specific major terminals in the United States. Like they have a crew. We follow some of the characters at LAX, some of the managers at like Chicago, blah blah blah. And what it does is they basically just wander around the terminal looking for shit, <laughs> going down, I guess, because. Uh, every episode is usually made up of one component being uh, some kind of sob story or happy tale of somebody happily getting away from like a bad situation or going to see their daughter for the first time in years and then the rest of it is just people being belligerent and fighting uh, (laughs) flight crew oh man I was watching this so my favorite episodes are the drunks episodes so mysterious let me ask you a question how many times in your life have you been what you would consider into- at least slightly intoxicated before getting on an airplane. Oh, plenty. Because that's all there is to do in the airport is drink. And then when you're on the plane, that's all there is to do is drink. And then, of course, when you land, you got to get a couple of drinks so you can figure yourself over the car ride home. <laughs> like, have you ever had a problem on an airplane because of drink that originated because of your drinking? Not even because you were acting like an asshole because you were drinking, but just like, has anybody ever said, like, you smell like alcohol and that's a problem in a way? No, but I'm a pretty chill drunk. I just listen to what people say because I'm like, I'm going to assume you're right. Like the one time in my life I was kicked out of a bar, like like the manager was like, you got to leave. And I was like, you know what? I probably do. 
<laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to listen to you. And then I just left. Yeah, I remember. I I'm, I feel like I'm the same way, but I digress. So these people, because I have been drunk on an airplane, like drunker than Hogan's fucking goat on an airplane more times than I can count. I've also never had problems. But God damn it, the people on this show must be getting plastered at the airport because I'm seeing left and right people like denying boarding yeah. to drunks. Yeah. I watched an episode last night where this woman is just like, she is so fucking drunk that she thinks she's entitled to a lawyer because yes. the flight attendant won't let her on for being drunk. By the way, I've seen that a couple of times from different women. I saw a stripper. I saw like a 35-year-old stripper who was like trying to make it to her kid's uh, baseball game because like she'd lost custody of her kid and like she's trying, she's like begging these people, asking for a lawyer. And then also like an old lady from Massachusetts who was like, I want a lawyer right now and some Dunkin' Donuts. I went to Harvard. Give me a lawyer. It's like, you're not being arrested. They're just telling you you got to chill for a little bit. Yeah, no, you don't get a look. Like, you don't have a right to be on this airplane. And they are so goddamn accommodating. Asterios, these people, the, I, multiple times a season, people will miss their own flight because of their own fucking fault. Like, they will come up and say, like, yeah, they told us to get here 20 minutes beforehand. And they thought that meant, like... Start at security 20 minutes before the plane is in the air. Well, one time I saw a lady show up at like 4.05 and they were like, well, you know, like the plane le leaves at four. I think I was like, yeah, well, I was hoping it was still here. And then the lady's like, well, it's not. And they were like, well, you tell that plane to turn around. And it's like, you think that's going to happen? Like, also, you're acting extra when there's cameras around. That's the thing about airport or airline. Forget the name of the show that I like, where it's just like, it is, it's boomers being boomers. They think if they just yell enough, an airplane will turn around. Man, boomers being fucking boomers. That's the perfect way to describe it. Because holy shit, do these Southwest airline people go so far. I am hearing these boomers like tell their tales. And I'm like, well, obviously this is your fucking fault. And anybody with eyes, like a blind man can see that it's these people's fucking fault that they missed their plane. But the Southwest, people are being so nice and accommodated to them and they're still arguing like let me give you an example i just watched an episode that these couple gets to the airport late they missed their flight they don't make it through security because they didn't show up uh on time or something or their bags got stopped because they had shit that they couldn't bring through the tsa or some dumb shit and they go up to the southwest gate and they're fucking mad so they're like yelling like oh what do you mean we missed our flight we missed our flight because security took so of course it's everybody else's fault except for them and the lady looks she's like well uh i can transfer you your ticket it looks like like our next seat is in two hours and the lady's like but that means i'm not gonna get back to tampa until 8 p.m bro can you imagine can you imagine in this day and age in 2022 going to an airport missing your airplane of your own accord having the gate agent tell you we're gonna move you to another airplane but you have to wait Two hours. You don't have to pay extra. You have to just wait two hours and not being fucking elated. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. And by the way, this is right after 9-11. It's like this show is filmed from 2004 to 2007. It's like you should be being extra nice to these people. Oh, look, one time I see a family of four get to the get to the uh, gate and they're like, we don't have our tickets. They all forgot them. Right. And the people are like, well, we don't know what to do. And they're like, you have to let us out of the plane. They're like, we can't. 
You don't have your tickets. And and they're like, well, can't you just print them up? But they're like, well, no, we can get you on a flight like tomorrow morning. Like we can't like just, we can't let you do this thing without your tickets. And they're like crying and they're like making up stories about like their last $20 and Christmas and how Christmas is ruining it. It's like, how about you don't forget your tickets at home? And it's like, yes, it's like, what's going on at these airports? Like, how are people getting so drunk? Why are people getting so drunk? How are you standing there screaming at a flight attendant and not getting like shot behind the airport like old yeller by the TSA? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, those I would love to round up all these pussies, the ones that are still alive and make them fly Spirit Airlines somewhere. Yeah. Holy shit. Because <laughs> Southwest's whole thing is they're like their logo is a little heart where they're like we try harder like hard like like uh yeah yeah exactly so many times they are drunk and like they're arguing other times they're drunk and they just kind of forget what's going on yes i saw like this kindly old man from massachusetts and they're like dude we just saw you throw up in the corner and he's like i did (laughs) and they're like yeah like we can't let you on the plane like in this condition 9-11 9-11 just happened, sir. Like, we can't have like a drunk, unstable guy in the plane. And he's like, oh, well, that's okay. And then like, wait, wait, wait. Hey, I'm here to get on the plane. And like, no, we just had this conversation, sir. And they're like, how about this? Why don't you get some food? And then in three hours, we'll, we'll put you on a, another plane. And the guy's like, why don't I get some food? And in three hours, maybe you can put me on another plane. And they're like, yeah. And then the guy just goes get and gets more drunk. Like, so you see like a shot of him, like at a Chili's getting hammered. And then he comes back and they're like, you smell more like alcohol now. He's like, I do. I only had two drinks. So like, no, you didn't. We saw you. We saw you do that. He's like, you did? What do I do? That's like the lady, the stripper that you were talking the about stripper. earlier. She stumbles off the plane. I guess she's in one of those things like she has a layover. But she stumbles off the plane. She's fucking wasted at her gate. So the gate agent is like, no, you can't get on the plane. You're too drunk. And she's uh, making a big to-do about it. So they call the supervisor down here. And he's like, uh, ma'am, have you have you had something to drink today? Like She can't like stand up. He's like, have you had something to drink tonight? She's like, yes, on your airplane. And so she yeah. goes on to like try to blame like... By uh, virtue of the fact that Southwest does serve alcohol on the plane, I guess all the flight attendants are bartenders now and need to like know when to cut you off. So she's sitting here. She's arguing. She's like, my son races at six in the morning. I can't be on that next flight. And then uh, when the manager, the manager's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to like security and see what's going on. And while they're doing like a little personal interview with her, the camera guy's like, how much did you have to drink? She's like, I had one Bloody Mary and one drink on the plate. And then they zoom in on her bag and you see like a half empty, uh, what's it called? Like a half of a, a fifth. There's like a big bottle of Captain Morgan. Like, it's like, oh, like it might as well be like triple X brand booze. Like, and it's almost empty. You know she didn't waste it or lose. Like, we know where the rest of that bottle is. Yeah, and the camera zooms in on her bag. And they're like, well, what's that? And she picks up. She's like, the flight attendant poured this out. And meanwhile, there's like still half a cup in there. It's like, yeah, all right. Why don't you start telling the truth now? And then she goes up to the counter. and She's screaming, I'm sober. I'm sober. I don't do drugs. You can test me. I demanded a lawyer and a drug test. Yes, she did say that. Oh. And then late in the fight, like right after she brings up she's a stripper, she's like blaming everybody for over serving her. 
Like they poured it down her throat. Like they like like they ripped the twelve because those drinks are very expensive. Like they like they ripped like the twelve dollars out of her hand and poured a little tiny baby bottle down her fucking. It's not chilies. Like they can't keep track of like who's being overserved. They're trying to like keep this plane in the air. They're trying to like like keep like keep people in their seatbelts so their heads don't like crack into the top of the goddamn airplane. Yeah, no, these poor flight attendants, like, without that. And, oh, my God, I was wondering, because she had, like, this big bottle in there. I was like, is this pre-9-11? Because I didn't, like, watch it, look up the dates beforehand. And then I saw this dude. Uh, he was trying to bring a shotgun. Like, he was packing a shotgun and putting it in checked luggage. And the lady at the counter is like, okay, I need to open this up and make sure it's not loaded. Because I don't know if you know this, but there's something with if ammunition under certain conditions can explode that's why you can take the gun and not the ammunition yeah Um, she's like I have to check this to make sure it's not loaded and the guy's throwing a big fucking fit and demands a manager he's like that's a very expensive uh, shotgun and I don't her attitude's bad and I don't want her fucking up messing up my gun and the guy's like yeah you know this is part of our new we do need to check it and the guy's like uh, the boomer with the gun is like, this is ridiculous. Do I look like a fucking Arab? And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Oh. I was like, all right, post 9-11. <laughs> After 2001, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, this show is great. And, like, the incredible thing is it's all true. Like, an airport is a public place. Like, it's often federal property. So, like. If you're making an ass yourself on federal property, like if you're making a big spectacle, you've like waived your right to privacy. Like we can turn you into a spectacle and we will turn you into a spectacle on A&E's airline, which ran from 2004 to 2007. I mean, I have no idea how they did it, but I refuse to believe that it's anything less than 100% genuine. No, it, it is. Hey, could you um, do me a favor? Yeah. Like, uh... We need another camera battery. There's like one in the bedroom. Would you mind grabbing it real quick? Yeah, because sure. these, these batteries are dying. Okay, yeah, I'll go do that right, right now. Thank you. Oh, careful! The battery's running low. Oh, okay. All right, uh, Rancho's gone. Um, I didn't kind of want to be the one to tell her this, and I may never tell her this. So, like, if you ever run into her don't tell her this it's like look kids should believe in santa claus and the tooth fairy for as long as they can like it's kind of one of the things that makes being a grown-up special um i was on an episode of airline actually uh i made 150 dollars and i still have the tie they gave me because (laughs) the producer was like you know why don't you try my tie and I was like, okay, I guess this is how I find out that my tie looks like absolute shit. And so, like, he gave me this, like, super nice, like, expensive, like, Armani tie. And then I, I, I forgot to give it back. <laughs> and I felt terrible. And then later, like, I spilled, like, later I spilled, like, fucking honey mustard on it and, like, a pedicant. So I was like, well, now I can never give this back. And now I guess <laughs> this producer will never call me for other business. They didn't want us to know that it was like a TV show on the air. Like that's what they do with this reality stuff. So they were like, "You're going to be on a, you're going to be in a pilot for a, a sizzle reel for a show called Airport Security," and they're like, "We want you to play a guy who's late for his flight, and we're not going to let you, <laughs> we're not going to let you on the plane." 
And I had this like loud, exaggerated argument with um, another actress, like an actress who was like in a little cop uniform. And I, and like, and the producer kept saying like, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job. And so I was like, I'm going to lose my job if I don't, I don't make it to this meeting. And I, oh, I was also doing a lot of business where I was like trying to pack my bags because like I was also trying to do a thing where I was like I have too many bags so I was like trying to fit everything from a backpack into like a suitcase so I'm like trying to turn three bags into two and, and I'm like I'm gonna miss this meeting this is the meeting of my life I'm, I'm gonna lose out on a, on a big deal I'm gonna lose my job if, if you don't want me on this plane and the the actress was like so good at playing calm she was like I'm sorry sir but you're late for the flight. I was like, well, can't you turn it back? I'm flying first class. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir. We, we can't turn the plane around. It, it's the, the plane's gone. You're, you're going to have to fly tomorrow. And I was like, oh, what's the meaning? It's in the morning. And like, I'm improvising all this bullshit. And, um, and one of the things I realized now, as I'm telling the story is like, it was light outside. So like, I, d maybe we should have waited for it to be night to play the, you can't get on the plane until tomorrow card. But, um, I, uh, and then, it it ends with me crying. <laughs> I'm like crying and I'm holding all these clothes. And my acting was so bad that they refused to air it. I still got paid the $150. I still got an Armani tie. But I guess I couldn't even successfully pull off, quote, Guy who's late for a flight acting, which is pretty much just saying, I'm late, I'm late, I gotta go. <laughs> I maybe I was nervous, I was like 24 at the time, like maybe I was actually doing that. I was like, Come on, over here, you gotta let me on the plane, or oh, I gotta get to Brooklyn. Like, I don't know what I was doing, but it was it wasn't good enough for A and E. I forgot all about that until we started watching this airline show. And every time I watch it, like, I get these horrible flashbacks of just like, you're not a good actor, Asteris. You're not a good actor, Asteris. But I keep it inside because for Sarancha, it's Christmas. Oh, you got the battery. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on over here. Okay. 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 Thanks. You were gone for a little bit. Yeah, I had to uh, fix my powder my vagina. What? Powder my nose. You could just say you were getting high. It's okay. I was getting high. It's no, I was not. Okay, you're you're allowed to. I'm not allowed to. That's true. You're not. All right. So, uh, what do you want to do? You want to watch some more airline tonight? Yeah, absolutely. My favorite, 100 percent real air airline. Oh, okay, great. All right, hey, we'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Guys, a couple of weeks ago, we had Nathan Masry's Discord moderators. I still can't believe that's a phrase. I listened to that ep whole entire episode, like, sitting in a pool. Let, let me tell you, fuck Nathan Masry for the oranges shit. That's awful. When am I getting my oranges? Well, you know what? I think right now on the phone, we have someone who might have the most oranges, but don't don't hold me to that. We've got... The guy who is responsible for the modern designs and art for the Nathfield comic series. If you're wondering who drew Nathfield, it's this guy. Who drew Gabby? It's this guy. Who drew that pig? It's this guy. Who's going to tell us all about Malik Al-Mulk? It's this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome 
super cartoonist. Super cartoonist, are you there? Yeah, hello, everyone. I never got any oranges, so... No oranges. But you've no done oranges. all the art for Nathfield. No oranges? Yeah, that's no bullshit. No oranges. Okay, well, that's, well, well, that is absolute bullshit. And then also... Joining Super Cartoonist is uh, a huge uh, fan of ours. He's one of our patrons, and he's a guy who's also very, very deep in the Nathan Masary Discord server. Lost in the orangey sauce. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's see how many oranges English the Otter has gotten. English, hello. How many oranges you got, English? I I believe I did get one orange for introducing Super Cartoonist to Nathan. But... The cartoonist got no oranges? That's bullshit. That's bullshit, super cartoonist. Are you going to stand for the super cartoonist? You need to get your compensation. Yeah, super cartoonist. It's your oranges and you need them now. (laughs) Now, I would admit that I did get paid for only two character designs. You got paid at all? Rancho, see if you can guess which characters he got paid for. I'm going to guess he got paid... For uh, the Dark Side Phil Pig. Yeah, what's the name of that Dark Side Phil Pig again? Bill. Okay. Rhymes with Phil. Oh! And what's the last name? And his last name was going to be Carell or Carmel, and Nathan decided to change it to Kramer for some reason because he didn't like the last name. I was wondering about the Kramer thing. I was trying to figure out what that was like. I was like, okay, I know this is Dark Side Phil, but what is the Kramer thing? It's yeah. good to know it just, just means nothing it's and my time nothing. was completely wasted. Nathan either changed it to like prove that he still had creative control or just spelled it wrong and did then doubled down. I also tried to correct him on that but he keep deleting my post. Yeah, that tracks. That sounds like Nathan. <laughs> he deleted your post? It sounds like you're being censored and stifled here. I thought you're being suppressed. Yeah, yeah. you're being suppressed. I thought you hated suppression. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to guess you got you did not get paid for Gabby. That's my guess. I got paid for Gabby. You got paid? Okay, you got paid for Gabby. Okay. I think you got paid for Gabby and DSP Pig. But not Nathfield? Yeah, that's going to be my guess. But that's the star of the... No. What's the answer? What's I got the... paid... For Nathfield and Gabby. That's the only characters I got paid Damn it. For. But not the DSP pig, which is I, I my favorite character. So you got paid to draw two out of three characters, which is two more characters than I expected. We don't have to get into numbers. Do you feel like you were fairly compensated for this work? Well, he wanted me to do a lot more than he pays me that's worth. I mean... He wanted me to make a uh, four thousand NFTs of Nazi. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, F- four thousand unique <laughs> NFTs, or he wants to print this one four hundred times, four thousand times. You know how all those monkey NFTs or those uh, pixel NFTs are all different. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm, in, I'm in the dark on how to make NFTs. I mean, it's that, I like, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through any amount of hassle to mint Nathan's NFTs. <laughs> should I even mention how much? Yeah, go he for gave it. Me? Yeah. Okay, fifty dollars for each of those sketch sheets. Oh, geez. So you gave him like a bunch of fully colored, like, because I've seen him post multiple Nathfield poses. <laughs> I wasn't willing to ask him for any price. I mean, I just let him pay whatever he wanted to. Don't do that. Next time, get at least 250 out of him. You totally can. You totally could. I want to start discussing Nathfield lore and characters. First Mm -hmm. off, tell me about Gabby, because I don't remember there being 
an angel in the original Garfield cartoon, <laughs> or even in Garfield and Friends, even in the U.S. Acres universe, I don't remember an angel with a trumpet, which kind of puts me in the mind of the the angel Gabriel, like like God's herald, like signaling the apocalypse. Angel Gabriel is is usually depicted with a trumpet in Islamic tradition because one of one of our mutual friends is a muslim convert who knows a lot about it mm-hmm. and she was able to open our eyes to how deeply offensive nathan stuff really is uh-huh. to understand a lot of the muslim stuff you need to hear i remember on the um mods episode they mentioned getting a copy pasta of nathfield law which they could not remember uh i have it right here oh, oh thank you yes. we don't understand this comment please read it, please read read it. it. would you like me to okay i'll read it out it says <clears throat> another important thing to mention is that um, the character is canonically pr- is pronounced Nathfield for some reason. Thank Nathan you. always in recordings. Uh, Nathan would always refer because he would send like voice messages to God. He always pronounces it as Nathfield. So so does he that. call himself Nathan? I I don't believe so. No. So he calls but, himself Nathan, but he calls it Nathfield. Yeah, he does indeed. I don't know why. Okay, but, and we can all agree that's crazy. I was wondering why all the mods were calling it Nathfield. They were calling it Nathfield. I, was, I thought it was a joke. Okay, all right. As long as we all can agree it's crazy, we can all move on. Yeah. Uh, read us this copy pasta. Nathfield possesses good luck charms and has warm, orangey, kinetic power energy with superpower ability to manipulate of everything that stems from his mind. If he dreams it, he manifests it with the help of his soul god called Malik Ul-Mulk on the throne of Ul-Mulk universe. Now, now Ma- I, I, I'm so sorry. I'd just like to stop us here. <laughs> Who? The super cartoonist? Who is Malik Ul-Mulk? Allah. The God, Allah. Okay, no, 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 pause, 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 pause. Okay. Are you saying that, are you saying that Malik al-Mulk is literally Allah, or is it based on Allah? It's one of his 99 names. Yeah, in the in the Quran, in Islamic tradition, that is a, can- a canon name of oh, Allah. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> now, what's Allah doing in a comic strip about a little orange entrepreneur who who is getting trolled just you wait as there is okay Nathfield descended as prince of Jaffa of Nazareth with extreme telepathy powers his mission is to conquer and unite for a clean label world using his orange vibrant powers to stimulate souls and mystically get into people's minds to drive instant positive outlook changing their entire perception of the current situation. Pause, 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 pause. Pause, pause, pause. Pause, pause, pause. Okay, squeeze the breath and pain aside. Are you telling me you said you said clean label world? Yeah, no, this is all about plain label food, farm to play. So that's what Allah is concerned about, is Allah has granted him uh, powers beyond belief. I'm gr- granted, or dare I say it, it sounds like Nath feels kind of ope. Incredibly uh, ope. He is essentially the Messiah because he's Prince yeah. of Nazareth sent by Jesus Allah to clean the world. And also Muhammad at the same time. Yeah, he's, like, mean, well, he's, like, he's made like a new Islamic Messiah is how he's positioned in the law. I guess I'm just confused because this doesn't seem like something Allah would be focused on. Yeah, I mean, like, if you've got orange kinetic telepathic powers and you can stimulate people's souls, 
Why not uh, end war, cure hunger, uh, stop Viacom from destroying your life? Like, this seems like a very small task for a Jesus Muhammad super being. There's a bigger threat coming, as there is. Oh, the Kafirs? Who's the Kafirs? It's also important to note that uh, he can uh, influence and change people's minds with his powers. He's kind of like Magichan in that he's just like reading everyone's mind and changing them, like at will, rewriting their thoughts. Fuck, Uh all right. Very soon. But uh, yeah, here, here we go. The rest of it is, our food and beverage on Earth is contaminated as well as people's minds. Nayfield must clean up the world before the Dajjal arrives, making Earth dirtier and evil. Is the Dajjal Ragnarok? The is that the Dajjal end of days? Dajjal is the Islamic Antichrist, who depicting him in drawing, like most Islamic figures, is incredibly offensive. <laughs> he has uh, one eye. Okay, and so did you draw Dajjal? <laughs> uh, super cartoonists. Is there is is there an Odie that looks like Dajjal? <laughs> At any point, did you consider drawing Normal as the Prophet Muhammad? Like, how, like, what are you? What are you guys looking to do here? Try to get uh, steer him, Nathan, further away from this controversy he's creating. Try mm-hmm. to just make some fun out of the cartoon comic or something. I mean, I gave him enough to pitch an idea to Dalswim already, as he says he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But he wants more. He wanted me to do animations. Well, what if he gave you another $50? Would you <laughs> do a full 12-minute television-ready animation that he could make millions of dollars on by selling it to Cartoon Network and the Turtle Organization? Would you do that for $50? Would you do that for $60? No. Would you do that for $50 and two? Oranges. Remember, if you get three, you could get a Starbucks gift card. You get three, you get banned. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right, so the Antichrist is coming. The Antichrist (laughs) is coming. And uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but Bill Kramer is his unwitting servant, which is kind of the role that character plays in the the law. But there is more copy pasta if you'd like to hear the rest. Hang on, pause one second. Just one question. So, Dishal, is that the name of the Antichrist? Yeah, that is the Islamic Antichrist, yeah. So is the Islamic Antichrist, is Dajjal to Darkseid Philpig as Allah is to Nathfield? Rancha, I had the same exact thought, that like, Nathfield was essentially God's pawn, and Bill Kramer was Satan's pawn, so to speak. It sounds like Nathfield directly communicates with Allah, the one God above all God, the God with 99 names. Is that correct? Yeah. Sounds okay. right. But Bill Kramer doesn't communicate with the adversary. No. So it seems like Nathfield's at a huge advantage here. Yeah, really? <laughs> Of course. Not only does Nathfield talk to God, Nathfield has like a messenger to send things to God. Yeah, Nathan, and also Nathfield has okay. Nathfield has telekinetic powers that can stir people's souls. Bill Kramer is just like an internet troll, right? He has like what, like yeah. Discord and Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna Pretty assume much. that Darkside Phil Pig has some kind of like 
shield from Satan that protects him from, because you said Nathfield can go in people's brains and change their minds about things, right? Like, I assume he can't just go up to Darkside Phil Pig and wipe his brain and make him like yeah, an elementary so school teacher. Nathan had his heart set on this Nathfield law before he got in touch with cartoonist. Yeah. The, um, the, the Bill Kramer stuff was a lot more on the fly and fragmented and not told to us directly. Okay. As much as it was just smeared across his social medias. Yeah, no, listen, uh, what, there's one thing, like, when you start working with an artist, it's really important to disregard their input. Yeah. Like, they are, like, essentially, they're like a robot, a machine to make your dream come true. And <laughs> and if if they deviate in any way, you got to fire them. Right. I mean, Rancher, right? Obviously, yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, well, again, speaking of the Antichrist, uh, it sounds like Nathfield has a powerful ally in G- Gabby, the, the, the angel, uh, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Gabby. He wanted me to make the, it sexy. The angel, Gabriel. One of the very sexy Islamic angels. Non-binary who, angels. A very sexy non-binary angel whose trumpet announces the, the end of days. Yeah, he posts what is essentially like sacred Islamic art, and he says, make it modern sexy. <laughs> So this comic strip, it sounds like there's like a lot of like happening. There's Antichrist stuff. Let's go back to basics, back to first principles. Can you very quickly tell me like a story with these characters? Like, what's the first comic strip? Yeah, what happens? What's the first episode? Like, yeah, what happens in this comic? Oh, boy. You're asking me a tough question here. Well, you are the co-creator of the series, and you did draw the characters, so I would think you'd know maybe what the story might be. Or any details. No. Okay. That's that's still in Nathan's mind right now. And I have a feeling it'll stay there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so even the co-creator doesn't know what the story is. That's fine. Let's go back to English the Otter. English... Please continue reading this crazy lore document. Yes, yeah, Nathfield wears, on- wears the only powerful orange Garfield suit. He has nine lives like Garfield, pop icon cat known here on Earth. So Nathfield exists <laughs> in a universe where Garfield exists. That fits perfectly with my episode where he's fighting for the Garfield trademark. Remember? That, you're right. Uh- you're absolutely right. He lives in a world where Garfield is at least an IP, I believe. We'll get to the... Nathfield owns a Garfield handkerchief and a Garfield golden orange. There's three things I know about Garfield. Loves lasagna, hates Mondays, has a golden orange and a magic handkerchief. <laughs> that he uses to fight on behalf of God. Yes, against... The Islamic Antichrist, not just any Antichrist, not the Christian Antichrist, that small potatoes to Nathfield, not Nathfield. I'll kill you if you say Nathfield. I don't know why, but the fact that Nathfield is uh, Islamic just makes this ten times funny. I don't know why either, but it does. Because, Rancho, there is some Jesus in there. Because Muhammad is not Allah's son. Muhammad is just a prophet. But, like, Nathfield very clearly, he's like, he was born in Nazareth. Like, Nathfield is clearly half Jesus, half Muhammad. I mean, yeah. the Yeah, he's, he's the prince of Nazareth. Sent sending by. your kid to Earth to die, that's a God thing. That's a Jesus thing. That's a Jesus thing. But does, was Jesus ever the prince? I know they call him the king of Nazareth. He's the king of kings. Okay, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, yeah. He's Jesus and Muhammad. <laughs> 
which is again very honestly that's good design like that like you're getting two for the price of one wait a minute super cartoonist don't you think you should get paid twice for drawing Nashville because he's both Jesus and Muhammad you should be getting paid double uh, I, I, well sure yes yeah you're dead everyone... right you should yeah that's right listen you <laughs> look super cartoonist <laughs> You need us to be your agent and manager on this. I'm going to say you're clearly in way over your head. Yeah. Like you sound, you need, like, you let us negotiate with Nathan Masri on your behalf. We will bring the bank to you. (laughs) Rachel, what can you promise this guy right now? Well, I am currently blocked from his everything. So what I can promise. I am as well. What I can promise is that I will put on a pair of glasses and like a Groucho Marx mustache. And I will call Karen, the uh, assistant from the Friends Happiness Center. Who exists. And I will pretend to be uh, a reporter. That's how I'll get in to Nathan. And then I'll ask about Nathfield. And then I'll take my disguise off. And I'll pull out a gun. (laughs) I'll say, Nathan, why the fuck have you not paid your artist yet? Nathan will make up some bullshit excuse. And I'll say, pull out your wallet, Nathfield. And then he will reach into his, I assume he's wearing the brown suit now. Oh, wait, no, Scooby-Doo eats one kaput for the time being, I think. He can't fit into the orange suit. Yeah, no, he's got a, he's got a, oh yeah, that's right, he's too fat to fit. Well, hey, 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 there's no reason to body shame. Also, Rancho, I like how you're pulling out a gun when you are clearly on Zoom talking to this person. Like, what are you going to do, shoot your webcam? No, I went to his office. You flew to, okay, look, Super Carter you're going to need to send us about $1,000 so we can get to Canada, yeah. okay? But you send us that 1000 and we're going to t- uh, 10X it. Yeah. Also, send me $200 for God. Also, I, I want to mention he blocked me on every account as well. Now that's interesting because you're the co-creator of Nathfield, and you um, you drew all the characters that that he's using, and yet you're blocked. This is this is I can't reach out to. Well, I can't. This is reach troubling. Out to him, Can we agree? This is troubling. Yeah. This is Rancher, Does this sound troubling? It sounds awful. Yeah. And he's still posting my art. Is still posting artwork I gave him a couple weeks, a week ago, or a couple days ago, after being blocked five weeks ago or something. Were you blocked because you asked for orange rewards? Yeah. Did you ask no. for that third orange? I hear that's the orange that gets you blocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Do you know why you were blocked by co-creator of Nathfield, Nathan Maisry? Maisry. <laughs> okay, this is going to be hard. Okay. It's because I quit. Oh, you wait. You quit. I quit. That's what millennials do these days. They don't want to work, millennials. <laughs> like I've been hearing a lot about this, about the Great Resignation. All of a sudden, <laughs> I go to I go to the Nathfield offices, and there's a sign taped to the door that says, "We can't get employees." So why'd you leave Nathan in the lurch, super cartoonist? Is it because you wanted to get paid more than one hundred dollars <laughs> for your work? <laughs> Sure. Well, that's if that sounds like a yes. The exact reason, yeah. Okay, it, it sounds like a big yes. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have quit too if it makes you feel any better. I would have quit too, but that is that is a bitch move. No, is it, 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 if I interject about uh, we wouldn't have known unless we had like multiple Muslim friends just in the server we hang out with. Like, initially, I thought it was like some like HP Lovecraft headcanon where he'd created like some eldritch 
law. I thought it wasn't the same until, thing like, about Malik Al Mulk. I thought that was some kind of eldritch. until an actual Muslim saw it and was like, this is really offensive. So Nathan knows enough about Islam to know uh, multiple names of Muhammad, but he does not know enough to think that it's probably not a good idea to have a He will Muhammad, be cut off if his parents see this. He's Muhammad in big fucking Satan trouble. Muhammad and Satan fighting each other over, I don't know, like labeling preservatives on food. Well, listen, I hear that this food doesn't make you bloat, but I would like to know how. Me too. And if, if these labels are clean, then we know the secret of his no bloat pizza and lasagna um maybe it will be one of his superpowers listed in the the very last paragraph of his little um about about nathfield section well keep reading to shield the body and energy bodies of negative frequencies his suit powers are hydrokinesis telekinesis pyrokinesis and geokinesis and extreme telepathy he has a utility handkerchief buttons stones and orange pill I'm just gonna. Oh God! I, Can I go to it X? sounds like he's taking the orange pill. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, uh, Rancho, isn't this the last Airbender? I mean, it sure as shit sounds like it. Besides the extreme, what is extreme telepathy? <laughs> it's not your average telepathy. It's telepathy on a skateboard, dudes. Am I wrong in believing that telepathy is like the ability to move objects using your brain? No, that's telekinesis. telekinesis. Okay. Okay. Telepathy is reading re- minds. Okay, what is extreme telekinesis or extreme telepathy? <laughs> I, I think it is just like the um, the magic chan thing. If you can read everyone's minds at all times and make sure they're not thinking bad thoughts. Oh shit! So uh, this so Nathfield is also like see in the uh, Sonichu comics, magic chan can read everyone's thoughts and like make sure there's no gay shit going on at any time in Quickville. <laughs> So Nathfield, I guess, could read everyone's minds simultaneously like a big brother figure. That would explain why Nathfield hated what happened with Superman's kid. (laughs) Yeah, he gets into people's minds and drives instant positive outlook, changing their entire perception of the current situation, as we... we (laughs) Obviously. It's right there in the lore. Okay. In the lore. Rancho, do you have any comments on this power set? Oh, no, I was just going to ask what extreme telepathy was. Okay, so this... Orange pill. So when so when you become orange pilled, do we know what the orange pill does? There is no explanation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I I can only think that it's like an anti bloating pill. Well, obviously, I mean, there's got to be some sort. Well, listeners, right now, Nathan Mazery is selling signed mugs with Garfield comic strips on them. Not Nathfield Comics Strips on them, which he owns the rights to. Garfield Comics Strips on them, which he doesn't. Actually, just real quick sidelight. Rancho, do you want to guess how much Nathan is selling these signed Garfield mugs for? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to say $35. For a mug? Yes. $35 for a mug? Plus shipping? Okay, no. It's way higher than that. Oh, fuck. Okay, um, let me guess again. $57. $57. You're almost exactly right. He's selling $59 signed Garfield mugs. Now, listeners, Damn. if they come with an orange pill, please don't take the orange Put pill. Put it up your ass. Put I'm it up sorry? your ass and see what happens. You want to take boo- the orange pill and use it as a suppository. Boo- you're telling our listeners to boof the orange pill? Boof the orange pill. Okay, listen. You know what? Saranch is right. 
shove it way up there. <laughs> you can either take the non-orange pill, which is not eating anything, and you go back to reality. You wake up and this was all a dream. Or you take the orange pill, you shove it into your anus, and you see the face of Muhammad, I guess. He's he's there, and he cares about what's in your food. <laughs> he really cares. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what the Quran is 99% about? It's like, <laughs> it's it's just like Muhammad being like, look, I, I've talked to God, and God is really upset about these labels. <laughs> like, we've got to do so. I remember when Muhammad came out of that cave um, holding a perfect nutrition label that listed the calories, carbs, fat content of a Garfield-shaped pizza. Nathfield is here to like update the halal rules. Like That's his main purpose, is to say what food is halal or not. Well, damn, your interpretation, Makes... that one sentence made way more sense than the entire thing that we've heard so far. Now I get it, because you're <laughs> right. In, in, back in the olden days, you could get trichinosis. Like, look, I assume that a Garfield-shaped pizza is 99 percent trichinosis right has to be yeah exactly okay so Nathfield is like a ralph nader style consumer <laughs> crusader like trying to make sure that like uh lawn darts don't like go in a kid's eye or something they're too young to know who ralph nader is now, they're probably too young to know what lawn darts are too <laughs> you don't have to answer that question kids yeah. keep reading that keep reading that paragraph well, that's, that's the end of the paragraph there's no <laughs> more explanation to be given damn all right so Nathfield has Hydrokinesis, geokinesis, pyrokinesis, telekinesis, telepathy. Extreme telepathy. Extre- thank you. Extreme telepathy. By the way, is that extreme? How many X's are in that? the word extreme there? Five just, or just seven? One. Just, just one X-, X for extreme. I think you probably got to put a couple more X's in there. Um, also, uh, a magic handkerchief and a magic orange pill. Now, this pig had... And you've got stones. There's also stones. Uh, you, you know what? I forgot about the stones. We did forget about the stones. Do we have any idea what these stones do? Uh, much like the pill, there is absolutely no explanation whatsoever. This is a lot. This character is maybe, and unironically, the most OC I've ever heard in yeah. my life. Rancho, you're an expert in this stuff. Agree? Disagree? Oh, fuck yeah. Nathfield is Gary Stew. Confirmed. That's a male Mary Sue. Yeah. How is... Now, now uh, super cartoonist, how is this Bill Kramer pig going to put up any sort of a fight whatsoever? Do they fight on the internet? Because Nate, Nath and Maisery doesn't seem too good at not throwing a shit fit over things on the internet. So maybe that's like, you know, Achilles' heel. Nathfield's heel is once he gets on the internet, he just goes fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how geokinesis is going to help you in a flame war. Although, a pyrokinesis, no, it won't help you in a flame war. Wait, Super Cartoonist, what were you saying? I was going to say the, no, what was it, the pig or Bill? Mm-hmm. Well, you created the character. His fighting, okay, his fighting skills is um, draining Nathfield's money. He likes to beg for money. So that's his uh, defense. Wait, so <laughs> DSP pig can rob Nathfield? <laughs> yeah, drain him with all of his money. Right, just by just- begging for it. Just like the internet trolls you see, Nathan begs for <laughs> e-bags frequently for shit, you know, through the form of NFTs. Or that $59 mug we talked about. Or fan vestures. Yeah, so I guess he blames the internet for making fun of him or something to the point where he can't sell anything. He can't sell his We Love Fail uh, <laughs> business courses. Yeah, you know what? You guys are making a good point. Like, Nathan is the one who is constantly begging for money. But 
I saw a comic strip where DSP has like a begging cup where the pig is like holding a begging cup and then Nathan says instead of money I'll give you Nespresso the Nespresso joke only made sense if you were paying attention to the Instagram story of both Nathan Masri and Nathfield where he posted a link to a Nescafe factory that had been caught like packing cocaine instead of Nescafe into the things. So the joke was, do you want like some cocaine because you're lazy and that will like get you going? That was a very deep cut. Unless you have all of the context from all of his social medias, it doesn't make any sense at all. I did also, not cocaine know that. Is, cocaine is very expensive, I assume. Like... Uh, like, if Nathfield is willing to give this pig cocaine... He's being drained of his money, Asterios. Ah, look, he is clearly being drained. The, the American dollar is being... Or the Canadian dollar is being harvested by this pig. Okay, so... So, all right. Super Cartoonist, you're the co-creator of Nathfield. So I feel like you'd answer this question. Has Nathfield ever given Bill Kramer money? <sighs> Not to my knowledge yet. I would have, if I would have continued working on his uh, cartoon, maybe I would have gone that far. Okay, so it sounds like Bill Kramer's one tool against Nathfield doesn't work because if <laughs> if, if it probably if, works because he's actually let's say Nathfield gives him money because he feels bad for the the pig. Okay. <laughs> But it seems like Nathfield has a lot of money because he's got this super suit and he runs a successful business. So, so if Nathfield gives this DSP pig $10, how does that help the Antichrist win the war on Earth for mankind's souls? Most of this well, stuff was just kept in Nathan's head and was like only shared yeah. to cartoonist uh, when absolutely necessary. Yeah, I'm like in the dark. When it comes to whatever Nathan's coming up with, he he just throws things. He comes up with text before after I draw the things, and you know, it's yeah, just... that's true. He just like cocaine DMs, where he'll just like info dump a giant thing and then go completely black. <laughs> Be like, here you go, here's information, deal with it. Now, Rancho, uh, I have a surprise here for you. Um, Rancho, obviously you remember, but our listeners might remember that you pitched your own. Nathfield uh, story. Yes. Right. Um, I commissioned Super Cartoonist, the co-creator of Nathfield, who designed all these original characters and got paid for some of them, to draw a scene <gasps> from your comic. Uh, Sarancha, I just texted it to you. Describe what is happening in the background Oh, there. I'm so excited. Okay. It seems like uh, in the background here, we have Viacom, the machine, uh, with a gigantic, what appears to be, if I'm going to say Nathfield is like four feet tall, I'm going to say that dick is like at least 10. <laughs> it's as big as, yeah, it's, it's twice the size of Nathfield here. Yeah, scale. it looks like Nathfield is about to challenge this with his uh, mouth, but <laughs> he looks very hesitant. Yeah, Nathfield is 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 in boxer shorts here, uh, looking very shy uh, when challenged by Viacom and his, his massive metallic phallus. And um, and then what's happening in the foreground here, Rancho? In the foreground, it seems like the DSP pig is pointing at the Viacom, at the scene unfolding, and Asterius and I are looking on <laughs> in shame. Yeah, I, see, the thing is, I like that we're there. Like, I think that like might be my favorite thing, which means that like 
now we're part of Nathfield lore. <laughs> yes. Because the Nathfield co-creator drew this. And until Nathan Masry unblocks him, this is canon. We're canon. Oh, my God. Rachel, we made it to the canon. <laughs> we made it to the canon. Holy shit. See, I imagined in my episode that there would be like a gladiator style. Like, you know how the Romans used to, they used to fold in for these circuses that they'd have in the Coliseums. I yeah. imagine it was that type of thing. I didn't thing. even think of that. Darn it. But that's okay. I, I love your interpretation. Are I you was, seriously going to give this guy notes on the on the background here, Rancho? Are you seriously going to give this guy notes? <laughs> well, he's the co-creator of uh, the episode Viacom. Wait, no, that has a spoiler. What? Let's think of a name. Blowjob battle. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that gives away the end. That also gives away. Look, I still don't see why you did. My, via combat makes so much more sense. <laughs> via IP. Oh, IP would be. There's something there. I just can't find it. Super cartoonist. Thank you so much for drawing us in into Nathfield. Now, can we get you officially saying here, recorded for posterity, Asterius and Serenity, you are part of Nathfield lore? I I guess I am part of uh, Naf. You're the co-creator. I can't co-creator. Say the co-creator of Naf Field. Damn, I can't even say the right name right. It's okay. Natural lore. All right, I so guess repeat that after me. Repeat after me. Asterius and Sarantia, you're in Nathfield officially. Asterius, uh, I can't say your name right. Asterius, uh, this is never going to hold up in court. This is not. You know what? And it's my fault for having such a weird Greek name. Yeah, I can't blame this guy. I can't blame Super Cartoon. I can't blame Super Cartoonist. This was our one chance to get into Nathfield lore, and my dumb name fucked it up. You fucked it up, Asterius. I'll never forgive you for this. I bet you could say Sierra just fine. Yeah. Okay. Sierra. There Sierra. you go. Yep. Perfect. Sierra. Exactly. Sierra. Okay. Brains. Super cartoonist. Thanks for trying to get us into Nathfield lore. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, well, I wasn't, well, I didn't know what to do when I drew that. I was just trying to. You did a great job. Oh, I think you yeah, knew what to you. do. I see a giant 10 foot robot dick here. <laughs> it sounds like you really knew what to do. So look. It looks like this isn't the first time you've drawn a giant robot with the word Viacom uh. <laughs> plastered on the front of it in the Viacom logo font. Yeah. Too. This guy downloaded the right logo font. And that, and Nathan's <laughs> going to block this motherfucker? Can you believe that shit? It's the best Nathan's ever going to get. That would, be, that would be like if Leonardo da Vinci was in your DMs like trying to send you artwork and you blocked Leonardo da Vinci. That's fucked up. That's really <laughs> fucked up. Like, super cartoonist, wouldn't it be fair to say that, like, you're probably one of the most important artistic voices of our time? Of our generation. Of our generation, or of any generation? Mm, mm, mm. Maybe. That's a yes. I heard him say yes. I heard him say yes. I heard him say thank you. (laughs) Wow. This is so great. This is great. (laughs) Okay. English Theater, super cartoonist, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, super cartoonist uh, please be safe uh, don't open any mm-hmm. if you hear a package that's like ticking <laughs> like you might want to avoid opening that package don't open the door unless you invited someone over remember that if you live with your parents they probably have keys if you have roommates don't open the door unless you have people and you can see who it is and if you see a brown suit you need to run <laughs> you need to run right away 
for a bunch of different reasons. So much of your safety is endangered if you see that brown suit. Now, luckily, you're not going to see an orange. You might see the vest. (laughs) Super cartoonist, English the Otter, thank you guys so, so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having us. All right, you guys take care. That is it for the Loudest Podcast. We're officially part of Nathfield, baby. Woo! Write this into the lore. Yeah, if there's a Wikipedia out there, you put us at least in the disputed column. Yeah, we didn't get shit. We didn't get called out in that article about killing the restaurant. We didn't get called out in the article about making the restaurant. It's bullshit. Yeah, and you know... Oh, and John, one more thing. He says, you know, did we mention that he says he's legal to get and change his middle name to Garfield? Oh, is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> allowed i don't think it gives him the right to okay well anyway we'll talk about that another time oh my god like that gambit remember that episode of bear call saul where uh jimmy dyes his hair blonde that advertises it as mcgill 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 or something like dressed up as howard hamlin howard (laughs) hamlin is like what the fuck is that and then jimmy's like can i not advertise use my own name I don't remember that, but I do know that the Ultimate Warrior legally changed his name to first name Ultimate, last name Warrior, so he could continue to call himself the Ultimate Warrior, even though the WWF held the trademark to the name Ultimate Warrior. Well, damn. Yeah, exactly. Um, You had to write Ultimate Warrior on the checks you wrote to the guy. So, well, good luck, Nathan, or Nathan. I will call you Garfield now. Yeah, Garfield. Hey, listen, if you want to call us, you call 848-863-5343, or you record a little voice note, you email to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. You go to patreon.com slash hysterios, and you vote for what the July sticker's going to be. You got four choices. One gets sent. The other three get rent. Bent. Bent? Yeah. That's way better. Can you say it? Uh, One gets sent. Three get bent. One gets shipped. The other three get ripped. Yeah, I love that. Okay, that's better. Yeah, you picked your other cups of the series. And obviously, we got a lot of bonus episodes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about Palette Swap Month. Don't. There's even more surprises that I haven't told you about yet, listener. That's how hard we're working on Palette Swap Month. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye.